At no other time in your training cycle is nutrition more important than race week and of course race day. Yes, you need to make sure you eat well throughout your entire training cycle. That means you are not restricting your food with the idea of getting down to some kind of mythical race weight. Instead, you've been fueling like an athlete, supporting your training with carbohydrates for energy, protein for muscle repair and growth, as well as including healthy fats. But the week before your race week is when you really need to start paying attention. Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and my mission is to help you improve your running, your mindset, and your life with science-backed training and plant-based nutrition. Today, I'm going to get into the details of race week nutrition for the half marathon, marathon, and beyond. You'll learn how to shift your macronutrient intake during the week and days before your race, how to make sure you're hydrating properly, and what the exact guidelines are for fueling your best race ever. If you've got a race coming up soon, this is critical information that you'll want to remember. And even if your big day isn't coming up for months, knowing this ahead of time can help you plan and practice so there are no surprises on race day. Don't forget to listen all the way to the end of the episode for another Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Before I get into the details, I want to take a moment to highlight my PR team. The PR team is a small group of runners just like you who are working with me and each other to stay consistent, stay accountable, and work towards becoming better runners every day. Not to mention, it's really fun. I'll talk more about the team later on in the episode, but if you're ready to learn more right now, head to theplantedrunner.com group. Before I get into race week and race day nutrition, a quick disclaimer. I'm certified in sports nutrition and I've coached hundreds of endurance athletes, but only a registered dietitian should be giving detailed nutrition prescriptions for you as an individual. I will give you ranges and guidelines based on the scientific research, but if you need exact numbers and specific foods that work just for you, be sure to work with an RD. Let's start out when you are seven days away from your race. You have been tapering and running less, so you technically need fewer calories overall to support your activity levels. Many runners make the mistake of eating the same amount of food or even adding on more treats, and then they wonder why they feel extra heavy on race day. Other runners go the other way and overly restrict, leaving their tanks on empty. Somewhere in the middle is ideal. Trimming a few calories while keeping up the carbs is really the goal, but definitely do not restrict if you are hungry. Your nutrition goal during taper is to load up your muscle glycogen stores without gaining fat from eating more and running less. You should actually gain weight during taper, but ideally that's from the extra glycogen and water that you are storing, not fat. 
Having plenty of fuel and hydration stored inside your body before the race is the goal. So don't be alarmed if you gain two to four pounds while you're carb loading. This is a good thing. In order to decrease calories but keep up carbohydrate intakes, you will have to trade some of the calories coming from fat for more carbohydrates. Good fats should still contribute about 20 to 25% of your total daily calories, but since you are eating fewer calories overall, this will mean fewer total grams from fat. The goal for carbohydrates should be to maintain a daily intake of 3 to 5 grams per pound of body weight. For a 150-pound athlete, this will be approximately 450 to 350 grams or 1,800 to 3,000 calories. That is a lot of calories and a big range. So be sure to find a number that's relative to your overall caloric needs based on your body size and how much you run. While you're focusing on carbs, don't forget about the protein. Protein is needed to repair and reverse muscle damage and fatigue resulting from all your training. Athletes need more protein than sedentary people, so your goal is approximately 0.6 to 0.7 grams per pound of body weight. Going back to the example of a 150 pound athlete, this would be 90 to 105 grams of protein a day. This can be achieved by including protein rich foods at each meal. Many of your carb sources like grains and beans provide protein as well. One serving of pasta has about 42 grams of carbohydrate and seven grams of protein. One slice of whole wheat bread has about 20 grams of carbohydrate and four grams of protein. When you are two days away from your race, you'll wanna make a few more changes. The first is to ease up on fiber. While fiber is an essential part of any healthy diet, you'll want to taper off the high fiber foods as you get closer to race day because you don't wanna have any GI issues. Foods like white rice and potatoes are perfect in the two days leading up to the race because they are easily digested. The next step is to focus on hydration. We know that dehydration can significantly impair performance, but it's preventable with adequate hydration in the weeks, days, and hours leading up to the race. To ensure that you properly hydrate, sip on fluids throughout the day. Water is sufficient, but juices and sports drinks can help you meet your carbohydrate needs if you're struggling to get in all your carbs from food alone. Adding salt and other electrolytes to water or adding a little extra salt to your food can also help you retain water, which is normally a bad thing, but it is a great thing for endurance runners. Hydration needs are drastically individual, so there's no magic number that's right for everyone. Drink when you're thirsty, but be sure that you're urinating every two to three hours and your urine should be a pale yellow. If it's darker, hydrate more. If it's clear, you might be overdoing it. Overdrinking is a real issue for marathon runners, so don't drink too much. The day before the race, be sure to avoid alcohol. Alcohol is simply empty calories and it can lead to dehydration. I actually advise my athletes to skip the booze the entire week of race week, if not longer. It's certainly not helping you physically and giving it up at least temporarily can really get your mind ready to compete. 
You'll want to eat your biggest meal at lunch, not at dinner. Yes, it's a common tradition to have a big pasta dinner the night before the race, but eating this meal earlier in the day allows plenty of time for digestion. You don't want to be uncomfortably full on race morning, so try eating a big meal earlier and a normal-sized meal the night before. Always choose foods you have tried before. Now is not the time to check out the new fusion restaurant in town unless you know you can order something simple that you've eaten before. Finally, race day is here. I'll go over what to eat from breakfast to beyond the finish line in just a minute. I wanna tell you about a unique opportunity for you to get stronger, faster, and stay motivated to hit all your running and nutrition goals this year, and that is to join the PR team. I started it last fall, and I have to tell you, it's even better than I imagined. Each member of the team gets a custom training plan made by me for you based on your unique fitness, goals, and lifestyle. Everything you need to crush your running dreams is included, such as strength training, recovery, and even cross-training if you want it. I include weekly mental strength training as well as tips and nutrition guides. But here's where it gets really cool. The group has its own page in the app where we share workouts, ask training questions, and get feedback from me and the other teammates. And each week I create an exclusive private podcast just for the team based on the questions I get and what I see in their training each week. And I usually end up sharing behind the scenes and exclusive sneak peeks with the team that I don't share anywhere else. So instead of joining a Facebook group or sitting through another Zoom call, you get to listen to tailored advice on the run and you don't have to do all of this alone. So if you are ready to take your running to the next level and join an amazing team of runners, head to theplantedrunner.com group and join us today. It's more affordable than you think, and I can't wait to have you. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. The first rule of racing is nothing new on race day. So everything you eat should be a routine you've practiced many, many times before. You also want to be sure that you can actually open the package, breathe, and run while fueling. Those tasty gummies or chews that work on an easy pace run might become a choking hazard at marathon pace. Eat breakfast two to three hours before the start. If you have a late start race like Boston or New York, you might also want to eat a snack ahead of time. Again, stick with foods that are familiar to you and those you have been eating throughout your training. If you like coffee, caffeine is a performance booster. It can also help things move along your digestive system so you can use the bathroom before you head out the door. You'll want to sip on water or a sports drink, but again, not so much that you need to use the bathroom during the race. 
I prefer to get my fluids in early and not drink anything in the hour before the gun goes off. When it comes to products you'll be using during the race, you've got some options. I'll go over the traditional approach with gels and sports drinks, but any product containing quick digesting carbohydrates can fuel your marathon. Some runners take a gel about 15 minutes before the start time and others prefer to wait a bit to fuel. It's often better to take small doses of fuel more often instead of bigger doses less often. And I recommend you're taking in something every 30 to 40 minutes. Rough guidelines are 30 to 90 grams of carbohydrates per hour from a combo of gels and sports drinks, which is about 150 to 350 calories per hour. Again, this is a huge range, which you should have been practicing in training. You want to consume as much as you can without feeling sick, so knowing that amount ahead of time is critical. The good thing about using sports drinks is that they can also contribute to your hydration, but the bad thing is that they might be hard on sensitive stomachs, so be sure you're taking in water as well. It's important to know that anything you take in during the last 20 to 30 minutes of your race won't reach your system in time to be effective, but it might be worthwhile to swish something sweet in your mouth and spit it out, especially if you can't handle any more in your stomach at that point. Just the motion of swishing alerts the brain that carbohydrates are coming so you do get a bit of a boost, but in general, stick to water near the end of the race. After the race, it is time to celebrate. You've worked hard and you have my permission to eat anything that you want. Of course, it's a good idea to replace what you've lost during the race, which is primarily fluid, carbohydrate, and electrolytes. And then you'll want to start to repair the damage you've done to your muscles with a good helping of protein. Many runners aren't hungry right away, so try to drink what you can and fuel when you are ready. My favorite post-marathon food is a big, salty serving of french fries and an ice-cold drink. Like most things running, you'll have to use trial and error to figure out exactly what works best for you when deciding how to fuel for your race. You'll want to practice your fueling and hydration plan as often as you can during your training, both on long runs and on speed days, so your tummy is trained to handle it. The fewer surprises that happen on race day, the better, so once you find out what works for you, stick to it. Fueling properly for your race can make the difference between an incredible day and a terrible one. Hopefully now you've got some good food for thought to make your next race your best one yet. And now it's time for the Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Today's topic is Name Your Negative. When running hard, your brain will try to get you to slow down or to stop. This is when negative thoughts will arise. If you take these thoughts and create a persona, it can help you separate them from the real you who wants to keep going. I've named my negative voice Nancy. She is a sweet Southern grandma that says things like, Honey, you can slow down. Your family will still love you if you stop. She kindly tells me I should quit. 
but when I give her a name and a personality, I can recognize it when she shows up. I know that Nancy is always gonna go with me on this ride, but I just don't let her drive the bus. When you give your negative thoughts a persona and a name, they're easier to recognize and dismiss. Thank you for listening to The Planted Runner or watching it on YouTube. Don't forget that you can win a copy of my new book for leaving an Apple podcast review. So be sure to write yours right after your run today. Reviews are the number one way to boost this show's reach. And it's a great way to tell the world what you'd like to hear next, because I read every single one. Have a great run today. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flojo. Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionu. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.